Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Competitive Enablement Show on the Compete Network, powered by Clue, the podcast for product marketers and competitive professionals looking to give their companies a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Adam McQueen, and I'm back in the host chair, and I'm taking us back in time to sunny Scottsdale for my conversation with Tira Schweitzer, the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Community Brands, one of my favorites. We talked about why it's important more than ever to support revenue generating teams with your enablement support and how Tira does it. She shares a couple of good examples too. How she wishes she should have done more to engage her senior leaders earlier in her compete career. You can learn a lesson or two from what she wished she did. And the metrics that community brands care about most today. Tira is one of the best. We're super grateful for her to take her time out of her busy schedule to chat with us. Always present in the Compete community. So thank you so much, Tira. And again, before we get going, if you missed it, we recently released a research report based on the findings of more than 300 interviews with senior revenue leaders, director level and above, about the strategies, tactics, and really how they're navigating a difficult market. So check out that report, send it to one of the revenue leaders within your own organization for this is a great report ton of insights and learned a lot actually going through it too so when the pie shrinks in the show notes below check it out and with that all said let's get into my conversation with tira how many times have you been on the show now uh two or three i think it feels like more you're just an ever-present face in the Compete community. It is the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Community Brands, Tira Sweetser. We're in person. Yes. It's so much more fun to do this in person. I want to open today with, I think there's like this big context. I think it'll be, it's going to be talked about a lot at the conferences. Sort of the economy has changed. Things have shifted a little bit. And just a teensy, teensy, weensy bit. And kind of given that has obviously has a ripple effect on how businesses are operating and what they're prioritizing. And I'm curious if how some of those factors have actually changed how your compete team is prioritizing since from last year to this year. So for us, we're, uh, we are pretty sales heavy anyways. Uh, we definitely lean towards sales and marketing in um, all of our CI activities. So for us, I feel like it hasn't shifted necessarily a ton because we already really leaned that way. Um, but I think it's, I'm like fascinated to talk to other people who, you know, do CI all day, every day, whereas, you know, product marketers, we are doing it part of the day. And um, sales is really how the easiest way to show your ROI and your impact. Um, and so I think having those really strong relationships and, um, you know, providing new content, working with them on, you know, how do we change our talk tracks and uh, how, what new discovery questions should you be asking and uh, landmines and all of that good stuff uh, is just going to has made us be pretty successful and continue on the same track. Um, so I'm pretty excited that we 
uh, kind of leaned heavy that way anyways. So it hasn't been this like massive shift for us. Um, but we're definitely, I feel like doing a lot more from a marketing standpoint um, and monitoring, you know, noticing those changes in marketing tactics from competitors and really working with our digital team on, you know, things that we need to monitor, who we need to monitor. Um, and so I definitely see us going a lot more marketing as well. So focus on sort of this revenue support, go to market teams. I mean, a thing that we've talked a lot about with clue customers, folks in the space, and a lot of people today is this concept of like quantifying and closing your competitive revenue gap, helping sales teams now more than ever, where you have to win those neck and neck deals. Really, it's like the ones that hang in the balance. We uh, we were we surveyed 300 revenue leaders. Uh, the report's coming out soon, and some of the early findings were really interesting. Is one one of the reports from the revenue leaders was like, of the deals lost to competitors, 32% said those were like winnable deals that were lost right on the margin. And I I want your perspective as someone that's been in compete, worked on, like you said, prioritizing supporting sellers. Can you tell me about a time where you and your compete team, maybe someone else on the product marketing team, help tip one of those winnable deals, those neck and neck deals in your career? Um, so this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I feel here like... we go. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. I feel like one of the biggest successes recently has just been something really simple, but a veteran seller who's been in our space um, for several decades and is very well known in the space. And, you know, those are like the hardest to get to adopt your program. And in Slack the other day, he was like, does anybody know where I can find XYZ? And I'm literally typing like, there's a, a card in the Clue battle card. Like, here's the link. And he replied back and he goes, never mind. I, it's probably in Clue. Let me look there first. And I was like, yes. Like made it in life. Made it in life. What? Yeah. What is that feeling? When it's like the work you put in. We've talked so much with folks about that teaching folks to fish, self-serve so you can support scale. What is that feeling where it's like, oh, the seller, the veteran seller. Yes. That person is using Clue to win deals. Yes. I'm pretty sure I stood up and uh, said a few things while I like fist pumped in the <laughs> air. It's like, yeah. And then of course I screenshot it and uh, sent it to um, his boss and his boss's boss and was like, I feel like I made it in life. Like this is like the best day. <laughs> what can you recall? Is there has there been a win story throughout your your time at Community Brands where you knew that when that seller, you know that moment where the seller's like typing out those windows, and you just recall that like shout out to the product marketing team, the compete team for helping us win that deal. Do you can you is there one that you remember as well? That one deal. Um, I. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's just something that you like remember because they're like, oh, like, what should I say? And it's like, here's where you like really need to focus. Like, these are your like three main points. Just like go there. And then they're like, okay, like I got this. Like, yes, you got this. And then, you know, they're like, oh, I won that deal. Like, yes. How, how often are they coming to you for these questions? Sort of like looking for that support from your team. And 
again, like when we talk about prioritization, where compete can have the most impact right now, uh, has it been sort of a push or a pull? Like what's that look like in your career? I feel like every year it gets more and more. Um, we do have a lot of really long deal cycles. Um, and because we don't do compete every day, it is a little harder for us to just, I shouldn't say we don't do compete every day. We don't do compete a hundred percent. Um, so it's a little harder to be able to follow an entire deal for, you know, nine, 12 months. Um, but we are in there several times throughout the process. And um, I love every time I get an email or a message um, that's just like, okay, like I'm coming up against this competitor. Like, this is what they're really focused on. Like, can you give me some notes? Um, and I feel like those just continue to grow every year. Um, and for, for our compete program, you know, we really built it grassroots from the bottom up. Like there was not a corporate strategic initiative that was like, we need compete. It was kind of like, this is fun. And like, I want it to be my thing. And so we've built it into um, an executive level paying attention, you know, program. Um, and so that's, it takes time, right? It's definitely slow in the beginning. But I feel like once we launched um, Clue and Win Loss the same year, like it's just doubled or tripled in like how how the sales team wants to work with us now. I want to kind of double click on that. You said like executive level pain. How did you articulate that pain? Or when was there a moment where you noticed it was something that was becoming more top of mind for leadership? Because again, we've talked about many times you need leadership buying to care to build this sort of culture, DNA, whatever word you want to put in a, of compete. It needs to be prioritized at that step, at that point. And I love the way you frame it as like the pain. Um, do you remember, is there a moment where you're like, oh shoot, like this is getting on their radar. They're thinking about this in terms of what, if we don't compete, this is how it's going to impact the business. I think for us, one of the like turning moments was um, really doing internal marketing, right? You have to market yourself and you have to market your program and the impact. Um, and so I'm just annoying. Like I never shut up about it. Like I talked about it all the time. And I think we had an ex a sales leader um, that was part of the executive team where, you know, I could easily answer like, why did we lose this deal? We should have talked about this. Like, these are the things that we should have said. And being able to so easily say those things was kind of like, oh, like, crap, we, like, we should do this more. <laughs> um, and then that really kind of really changed to where we were able to build a, an official program, have budget and, you know, all of those exciting things. When it gets to, I mean, from knowing you and the work you do, it's like you come in, you prove value right away. I'm just going to build this thing from grassroots. It's like less of like, here's all these expectations. It's like, oh, it's a pleasant surprise, a pleasant surprise. And it gets to the point where it makes it all the way to the executive level. Now you've got budget, program happens, comes out. One, one, as you start to establish like a, 
like a compete program. In what ways do you continually prove the impact that compete is having to positively impact the business? I mean, metrics obviously is a huge piece, right? Win rate. Um, we've also been able to identify because we're super vigilant about it now, like where are those missing gaps of information to where, you know, we need to change how Salesforce is set up and, you know, all those fun things. Um, but I think metrics is huge. Um, we talk about win rate a ton. Um, and then just, we also look at usage and, you know, who's paying attention to the information we're putting out, who's not, can you tell a difference in those win rates? Um, so yeah, those are kind of like the biggest things we work at. And then I think I say it like every episode I talk about, but like you have to be your own hype man, yeah. right? Like you need to be the person that says, amen. <laughs> you know, you have to be that person in church that's just like constantly hyping it up. Um, and I feel like that has probably been our biggest key to success is really that just constantly talking about it. On that note, I was actually talking with uh, Tracy Berry and Matt Koblenz last week, uh, just on a, on a call. And we were talking about working with leadership. And they thought as two veterans in the space, something that was a really important topic that needs to be explored a bit more is sort of the soft skills side of how folks in Compete engage and communicate with leadership too. Is there anything from your career in terms of how you, yeah, those engagement points, getting them to see the value? I, I know you mentioned from like, these are the adoption metrics, uh, revenue metrics, but is there something that a listener who's like, I don't even know how to knock on that door to start with, that you, like a piece of advice you would give them on she engaged those stakeholders and navigate the waters of talking to leadership because it can be daunting. Um, so uh, part of me wants to say just walk in the door, but uh, <laughs> that doesn't work at every After you've walked in the door, you've kicked down the door, and now like, you're like, I'm here, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that you just you have to open the door. Um, and I think chat is probably a really easy way these days of that's kind of how I started really working with our divisional president was just, you know, like, hey, did you see this bit that we sent out, you know, blah, 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 and just screenshot like a, a piece of it. Like, I really want to make sure you saw this. Um, and that could be, you know, very specific to, you know, something from a win-loss interview or, you know, something new we put in a battle card or, you know, some move that a competitor is making that's, you know, signs that something else is going to occur. Um, so always just giving those little nuggets of, I just want to make sure you saw this, like, this is really important. This is, this could be what this means. Um, that I think is just like the easiest way. I like that. It's just, again, all ever present, but making it valuable to them, tailoring it to them. Uh, last question I have for you that wasn't on my list, but I, I can't remember. I asked someone this, and I, it always elicits a great answer. And I think you, I always like to get folks' takes on this. But do you have what is the biggest mistake you think you've made in your compete career, and what what lesson did you learn from it? I think my biggest mistake was staying with sales too long. Mm. 
Um, I think that sales is 100% the way that we've been able to grow our program, that we've been able to show success with the program. And I would always do it over again that way, uh, like starting with sales. Um, but I didn't change to go beyond sales quick enough. I should have been asking executives for and showing how we could make more strategic market moves mm -hmm. sooner. Dang, I love that. That is a great way to end this. Tira, thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, thank can't you for wait. having me again. Always. The door is always open. The literal door. It's not even a virtual <laughs> door now. You are here at, at the villa, at the recording villa. Um, we got three days of Intellicon to sink our teeth into. Can't wait for your panel, and I can't wait to just hang out. Awesome. So. Thank you so much. Let's go have a beer. Let's go have a beer. I'm Ryan Sorley, VP of Win Loss at Clue and founder of Double Check Research. And on season three of Blind Spots, I'm sitting down with the executives, founders, and investors who make win loss an indispensable part of their go to market strategy. From executives like Vijay Gupta, the chief growth officer at Amplify, to the former CEO of Demandware, now Salesforce Commerce Cloud, Tom Ebling, we're going to deep dive into why they care about win loss and why you should too. Know your buyer, know your competition, and learn from leaders who know both better than anyone. All on season three of Blind Spots, powered by the Compete Network.